Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. God for this new day. The psalmist writes that weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. 
Alleluia for this day, this day of Easter, this day of resurrection. Let us pray. God, today we gather in joy, gazing at the empty tomb. But God, it is not a superficial joy. It is a joy that knows betrayal and deceit. It is a joy that has seen the violence and cruelty of this world. It is a joy that realizes our own apathy towards justice. Yet it is a joy that grows from you, God, you who are greater. Greater than any tomb, we try to hold you inside. Today we are called beyond the tomb, out of hiding into a world already busy with resurrection. Amen. Friends, we are an Easter people, and Alleluia is our song.
of an amazing grace. When the shepherd, Jesus the Christ, was struck, we, his flock, scattered. We hid out of fear. So standing before the crucified and resurrected God, we have so much to confess. Let us do so now together, being honest with God, honest with ourselves, and honest with our neighbors, saying together the prayer of admission found in your program. Let us pray. God of the empty tomb, 
Forgive us for how easily we stray away from you. Forgive us for how quickly we turn to violence. Forgive us for how often we choose the simplicity of death over the abundance and difficulty of your life. Move within our tired souls. Break open the tombs of our own hearts, resurrecting what is dead inside of us so that we might be your Easter people. was grace that brought me safe thus far, and grace shall lead me home. Friends, our home isn't just here. Our home is out in the world. We have been shown grace so that we might show it to others. The good news on this day and every day is that we are forgiven. Let us forgive one another. Thanks be to God. Amen. There's a lot happening at Downtown Church in the month of May, and so I invite you to take a look at our website in the blog. That's where all the announcements are. You also you know, can take a look um, in the back of your program. There's one I wanna draw attention to this morning because it's new for us. It's an experiment um, called the Offers and Needs Market. Jeannie Sullivan is gonna lead a workshop here um, where there's time for introspection to kind of discover, uncover, 
passions that we have, expertise that we have, and then also needs that we have. And in real time, she'll connect offers with needs. It creates community. But I'll also let you in on a secret. We're not just doing it for connecting community here, but uncovering the wealth that is um, people's expertise and their gifts and their passions um, so that we can serve those beyond these walls. So if you're interested, you can sign up on the website. Our Easter reading this morning comes from the Gospel according to Luke. You can follow along with me. Chapter 24, and I'm reading verses 1 through 12. But on the first day of the week at early dawn, they came to the tomb taking the spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find his body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them, and the women were terrified. And they bowed their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he has risen. Remember how he told you when he was still in Galilee that the son of man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words and returning from the tomb, they told all of this to the 11 and to the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them like an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up, and he ran to the tomb, and stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves, and then he went home, amazed at what had happened. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The title of today's sermon is What We Find. I want to talk this morning about expectations. We all have them. Like we expect the coffee cake that we made last night to be in the refrigerator this morning as a whole cake. You know, like no cinnamon sugary bits missing. And we expect those who said yes to come spend Easter lunch with us to show up for lunch. We expect our buddies who agreed on a tea time with us to be there on time. And generally speaking, life meets our expectations. But sometimes it doesn't. I want you to look again with me at verse two. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. They did not find his body. They found the grave site, but they did not find the body. They found the very site where they saw Jesus put just days earlier, but they did not find his body now. The women were looking for his body because they expected to be able to anoint the body. That's why they got up early on Easter morning. 
to fulfill a ritual that long precedes them and will continue after they are gone. Rituals, they exist to help us know what to expect of life, of death. And so you can imagine how shocked they were when their expectations were not met. Oh, they found the place of death, yes, but they did not find his body. No one coming on Easter morning finds what we expect to find. Instead of finding death, we find the emptiness where death used to be. We find the space where new life is emerging. We find resurrection. You and I, we come here to this big space that was just empty and sterile hours before you arrived here. And now we find palpable energy. We find incredible music. We find the story of Jesus rising from the dead. What do we not find? Maybe we didn't find a peaceful ride to worship this morning. Maybe we don't find our family members and friends all seated here beside us. Maybe we don't find answers to who Jesus is and why this day matters. Well, if any of that resonates, then we find ourselves in the Easter story. You and I, we come to this space of worship expecting some things. Beyond a chair to sit in and some good coffee, we expect to be seen here as we are seen elsewhere. Noticed by what we're wearing if we combed our hair by a successful job or a recent gift to a charity or, or our last vacation. We come expecting to be seen as we are seen elsewhere and that is not what we will find. For here, we see ourselves as God sees us. Let me ask you a question. How many of you all, when you get up in the morning and you look in the mirror, how many of you all love what is looking back? No, nobody. Okay. Right? We're all making these lists in our head of, of what we wish were different. For some of us, it's, you know, we want fuller eyebrows. Or we want less wrinkles or we want more hair on top of our head, Right? But I'm not just talking about the physical attributes. How many of us, when we look into the mirror, are we also paying attention to the full person staring back at us? You know, the person who has made choices that affect the world around us, the people around us. The truth is not one of us likes all that is staring back. We walk around to some extent self-correcting, you know, judging ourselves constantly. Sometimes some of us are consumed by what we think others see in us or expect of us or what we see in ourselves as expect from ourselves. And you know, we often don't give one thought to how God sees us. And so you and I, yeah, we, we show up to this space on Easter morning and we expect everyone to see us the way they see us everywhere else and that is not 
what we will find. I want to tell you a story about Father Boyle. Father Boyle is a priest who spends the majority of his time with members of gangs, and he loves it. And when he's not with his context of ministry, when he's out speaking at a keynote, he often tells people that we need to go to the margins of society to find Jesus. And he says, go to the margins not to do something, not to help somebody, but so that we ourselves can be changed. One time he went to speak at a keynote and he brought along his buddy Mario. Now Mario, not our Mario, it's a different Mario. This Mario, friends with Father Boyle, he is covered in tattoos and piercings, like his whole body. And the way he carries himself through the airport makes it such that some mothers clutch their young children closer to them, which always... Father Boyle says it's always a little bit fascinating to him because you will not meet a kinder, more gentler human than this Mario. Well, Mario and Father Boyle, they go to speak at this keynote and Father Boyle invites Mario to get up and to tell his story, how he came to join a gang, what experiences he's had in life. And and Mario is real nervous, y'all. Like he's holding the microphone stand and it is wobbling because he can't stop wobbling. And at the end of the session, there's questions, there's time for questions and answers, and this woman stands up, and she directs a question to Mario. So Mario gets up, wobbling again, microphone's wobbling, and she says, Mario, you told us that you are a parent. You've got two kids, a boy and a girl, who are approaching their teenage years. My question is, what advice do you have for them? And it's silent. And Mario's up there wobbling. Looks like he's about to have a hernia trying to come up with just the words that he wants to say. And he blurts out, I just. And then he stops. And he's crying. And the whole room is silent. They're with him. They want to hear what he has to say. And so he summons up some breath, some courage. And he says, I just don't want them to turn out like me. Well, the woman, still standing, she starts to cry herself and she says, why, Mario? Why would you not want them to turn out like you? You are kind. You are gentle. You are loving. You are wise. I want them to turn out like you. Well, Mario has his head in his hands and he is weeping And as Father Boyle says, a hundred perfect strangers stand and they start clapping and they will not stop clapping. And they return Mario to himself. They see him as God sees them. She sees him. In that moment, not one person finds what they expect to find. Mario did not expect a room of perfect strangers to extend him grace when all he has known is overwhelming judgment. And that woman, she did not expect to be an empathetic witness to his life. 
As she sees and declares grace for Mario, she also finds herself. She finds her part in God's great story. We all have a part in God's great story. By showing up to empty tombs, by becoming witness to resurrection, we become the channels through which good news gets spread. We are changed by what we see at the tomb. We cannot stay the same. We cannot go back. We cannot shove Jesus back in that tomb. He does not belong there, and neither do we belong to our former selves. You see, the world changes with Jesus' resurrection, and so do we upon hearing his story and bearing witness to each other's lives. I'm going to tell you what, I didn't expect to be changed by an art show that I went to on Wednesday. I did not expect to be so affected by oil on canvas, nor the painter and his words, and yet I was. How can I not be changed witnessing someone else's story. And when you and I find the unexpected, we cannot help but go out and shout, guess what just happened? Guess what I just saw? We can't help but shout because we are surprised by the new life emerging out of what we have long declared dead. It's perhaps the one time where we are elated that life does not meet our expectations, where we find grace instead of judgment, where we find people who truly see us as we are, as God intends us to be. The invitation to Easter is the same today as it was thousands of years ago. It is to get up, out of our weary selves, to go to the places that bring us down and be surprised when Jesus' plans are different than our own. To go to the gallows, to the dark alleyways, to the graveyards, to the caves deep inside you with secrets that haunt you. Go to the enemy who is easier to avoid. Go to the tomb, find the emptiness and the space where something new is emerging. You will find Jesus. You will find your neighbor. You will find yourself changed from mourners of death to channels of the very good news of Jesus. Some of you have already done this. Some of you, I know, have been in the gallows have been disappointed with our human obsession with violence and hate. Some of you have seen death face to face. Some of you have seen and felt a piece of your heart sacrificed on the cross with Jesus. Don't keep silent. You can't keep silent. Silent. You have to go tell someone, like the women, go and tell someone. Your words will send others out looking at empty tombs. This is the way the gospel has feet. 
through unconfined surprises of God showing up to an invitation to a kingdom that exists right here alongside our human structures of violence and hate. Do you know that there's a way of living in which we do not sacrifice bodies for control? Did you know that there is a way of living in which this cross is the last one we lift on high? Did you know that there's a way of living in which you get to be fully seen, fully loved, fully alive? That is what Easter is all about. And it cannot, will not be contained to sitting in nice dresses and navy blazers. It is the ache inside us to find an empty tune, to see the new world emerging and to be at the ankles of Jesus as he resurrects all that is dead inside us and inside this barbaric world. When the women arrive at the tomb, they see themselves not as mourners whose duty it is to bury the dead, but as followers of Jesus into this new way of being. They see themselves as new creations, as bearers of God's hope, as fertile ground for redemption. There is nothing that cannot be in them and in their lives and in their relationships. In that moment, It's not just that they are not as they expect to be. And it's not just that the world is not as they expect it to be. It's not just that Jesus is not as they expect him to be. We are not as we expect to be. And that's good news. Thanks be to God. Amen.
Shit. 
us pray. Almighty, everlasting, and loving God, we rejoice today. We rejoice today. Today is a good day, a lovely day. God, we rejoice because today is a day where the world is reminded sometimes unmet expectations are exactly what serves us best. We pray for everyone with expectations, everyone who's looking and searching and exploring, looking for you, searching for purpose, exploring themselves. We pray that we and the world will find more than what we are expecting. We pray, God, that the world and the people of the world realize you exceed, expand, and extend all the limitations of our human expectations. We pray that those who are expecting to find disappointment, they find opportunity. We pray that those expecting division will find unity. Those expecting an end will find a new beginning. Those expecting resistance will find refinement. Those expecting to show up and lead will find it is now time to follow. Those expecting confusion may find clarity. Those expecting guilt will find grace. And yes, those expecting the shadow will find light. As Jesus was betrayed and deserted and accused and crucified and ridiculed and died and yes, buried, who would expect light and life to come next? We do. We rejoice that they did not find Jesus' body. And we are humbled and thankful that the risen Savior provides a gateway for us to find salvation and everlasting life. Thanks be to God. And we pray now in the manner that Jesus taught us to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Let us please stand. The affirmation of faith can be found in your program. And if you wish, today is a good day for us to remind ourselves what we believe. Family, what do we believe? I believe in God the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Please remain standing and sing with us.
We are not as we expect to be. Joy is not as we expect it to be. Jesus is changing something within each of us. Hallelujah. Amen. And as you go from this place, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the interruption of that Holy Spirit may be with you. And with all those you love and with all those nobody loves, go in God's peace. Amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.